Welcome to the Total Man podcast, a podcast designed to enlighten and empower young men on how they can be well-rounded to be their best in life. This podcast will help you to maximize your authenticity in order to live a life that is true to how your creator has designed it. I and my guests will share practical insights and nuggets that will help you break the glass ceiling of beliefs and limitations that has hindered you from becoming a well-rounded man. Episodes we lead fortnightly will help you understand how to live beyond the myths, limitations, and expectations placed on the male gender by yourself and society at large. I am your host, Oluwaseye Akinshola. Hi there. Welcome to the Total Man podcast with Oluwaseye. Hope you're well. Welcome to the night edition and in this edition, we're going to be talking about everything finance. We're going to be talking about managing your finances as a man, you know, because, you know, there is always this, you know, this correlation between the man, you know, and finance, you know, the man needs money, you know, to be the husband and to be the father in the house. And today I have an expert that is going to be taking us, that we're going to be conversing and taking us through, you know, why, you know, how to manage your money, how to multiply your money. And, and you know, and we are just, we are in for a good time because we're going to be having a conversation about managing your money as a man, you know, and it's going to be giving us tips. It's going to be, you know, showing us how we can go about it, the best way to manage our money. And I'm just going to introduce our, you know, our guest for today. you welcome, Mr. Tokumba Koyi. You're welcome, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on the show. You're um, welcome, sir. You're welcome. Good to have you here. Absolutely. It's, it's, <laughs> I've been a great fan of what you've started, both live, both live and also online. And I thank you so much for allowing God to use you in this special especially for us men to actually learn about life. So thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Um, to quickly introduce myself, I'm not sure I'm an expert. I'm still learning. I'm not <laughs> avid learner so um i'm sure i have a lot of as we're discussing there might be something i'm learning and i'm penciling down um but to, to introduce myself my name is Tukumba Koi. i am a graduate of economics and business finance in um, in um, in the uk university here in brunel university finished from there and of my vocation i am a management accountant um i manage a portfolio of uh, for a firm, we manage almost about 30 million pounds uh, for them. And so I, I work in the finance department and I help them with all the, all the budgeting, their forecast. That's what I do for a living. Also, um, I am into a lot of voluntary things, especially something called the Cap Money course, which helps people with their budgeting and their finances, the personal finances, helping them to kind of manage it, build budgets and to stay within their means and obviously to spend and to live life to the fullest. So anything with finance, I'm heavily involved. I invest, I I, I, I own assets and stuff like that from the store, you know. So I'm, I'm always looking finance, anything finance, you'll find me there. Um, I'm pretty much, yeah. That's that's me in a nutshell. That's good. That's good. Thank you, sir. And so, what what got you? What interests you to finance? Was it like an experience that got you into the space, the finance space, or you just have passion for for money? 
Um, don't call me this, uh, to the finance. I, I, I think I'll give a special credit to my parents. Give a special credit to my parents and to my to my grandparents too, um, because they, from a very young age, I saw how money can be a, a tool. From a very young age, um, and one of the things that my parents, one of our best games that we enjoy as a family to play, while while the parents played all, family played Ludo, or they played any other game like chess or whatnot, mine was Monopoly. So we, we, we kind of play Monopoly. That's what we did as a kid. Um, so we understood money. And not only that, um, because I was able to see my parents from the scratch build assets and I was involved in managing those assets, I quickly understood, oh, what money can do and how what access it can give you and the tools and and it being a tool as well so um i remember when i was uh was that when i was in school and um in, i scored in nigeria by the way so when we're doing uh when we're gonna choose uh our subjects for ss3 okay yeah oh, no ss1 sorry because gs3 going to ss1, SS1 yeah. um, so i come from a family where everyone is a scientist so my father is a scientist my sister's a gp my brother is an engineer everyone is a scientist but when i was going into that the only person that is not really a scientist is my mom but when i was going to that i went into the science class and i quickly discovered i did not like chemistry i liked physics because it's maths based but I never the only science I, I i would say i liked was biology oh, <laughs> So I quickly discovered I was not into chemistry and I quickly switched over to the business class. We call them business class. We used to have science class, art class, and then the business class. So I quickly went into that and immediately it just made sense. I felt at home doing economics, doing business studies, doing all those kind of financial subjects. I just felt at home. It was unbelievable. So that's my education and and i followed through reading economics and business studies so doing the joint orders and not only that i have obviously done my professional exams in accountancy but i'll give like i said i'll give i'll give credit to my parents for seeing me through and for helping me because not only that even while and i remember even whilst i was a kid i was also doing the accounts for the business as early as like 12. i was already doing the accounts for the businesses I was already doing the profit and loss accounts for the business. So I was already doing, I was already working. I had a framework already for my parents. So it was easy to just translate that into my adult life. That's that's good. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, so we're just going to dive into, you know, uh, the business of, of this episode, which is managing, you know, your finances as, as a man. I would like to say, what's the importance of finance in the life of a man? What would you say? First of all, I would like to first of all make a disclaimer. Uh, so some of the things I'll be talking about, I'll be referencing uh, my faith. So I'm a Christian. Yeah. Um, so I'll be speaking so slightly along that line. Um, so um, if you're not a Christian, that's fine. If you're, view, if you're viewing this and you're a Christian, that's fine. But just understand that I'm a man of faith and I'm a Christian. So I'll be speaking from that point of view. So um, money money to me is important 
but it's not the most important thing in life. It's a tool, like I've, like I've said previously, to get you from point A to point B. So it's understanding how to use that tool. Just like I'll use a vehicle, just like I'll use my laptop or a phone, it's the same way I look at money. Money has got a, a role to play, but it's not the most important thing. It's the tool to help me to achieve a certain thing. And so is, is money an important thing in today's life? Yes, of course it is. Um, but but it's also money is intrinsically tied to the purpose of a man. And if we can, if you can identify your purpose, then you can use money in achieving and getting to that purpose. So it's intrinsic to it. Um, uh, you know, there's ample people in life that have got enough money, but because you have loads of money, does not ease, does not automatically translate that you're going to have a good life, and that's the truth of the matter. So you have loads of millionaires that we know of. All you have to do is open up the news and you hear of millionaires in the world. That doesn't mean their families are great. Uh, there was a story that broke out. I think. Either earlier this year or late last year, about uh, I can't remember the time frame now. About uh, one of the richest men in the world, uh, Bill Gates. The, his family, I mean, he, he went through a divorce, right? We already know that. So, um, because you're the richest man on earth, doesn't translate that you have the greatest of marriages. Nor does it. We've heard of stories of where children have also squandered the 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 the, the, the wealth or the riches of the parents. So it doesn't necessarily translate into having a great family or a great marriage. It just makes life easy, that's true. But you have to understand what money can do in your life and then use it as a tool to get to where you need to get to. And first of all, is identifying your purpose. Okay, identifying purpose. And how best can, you know, like, how best can one use money and not make it, you know, like as a family man, you know, that you have, you know, how best can you avoid money being like a a break and um, to cause a breakup or to cause a strain in 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 the in the marriage or in a union? Like you know, some people, you know, they divorce because of money, probably because. They're not well, you know, probably it's not, it's not well managed. Probably, you know, the wife doesn't know how much the husband is earning and all of that. So how best can a man manage that side of things in order to still keep things going? Because you said money is important, but it's not the most important. But how best can you manage it well in order to still keep other things going so that it doesn't really... Because when you don't manage it well, it can affect every other thing. Okay, great stuff. So um, absolutely, you're right. Um, this mismatch one of one of the greatest tragedy of of humankind is actually mismanagement mm-hmm. in, in 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 the good book that's the bible mm-hmm. we know that god when god created the world yeah it it didn't allow rain to fall until there was somebody there to manage it mm-hmm. so god has called man and then god created man to manage the garden for him and then it told him to multiply we know the story so the main thing that we need to understand is what is the purpose of this money doing in my life and how am i supposed to manage it when you realize all those then you now 
it, it basically really circles around that concept. So everyone that falls into your sphere of life falls into that. So for instance, when God created man, he said, he said, manage my, my, uh, my garden, manage the world, multiply, right? But the, like I said, the most, the issue in the world today is mismanagement. And that's because people do not understand what it is really to manage. So first of all, I think we need to, we need to define what management is, okay? We need to define what that management is. And then once we get, once we understand what management is, then we can see how everybody else, your wife, your children, your marriage, everything around you falls into that. So what is management? Um, management from different sources, depending on who you're talking to, if you're talking about economics, it'll be different. We're speaking to an HR, it'll be different because HR looks at human resources yeah. and different people, economists look at things differently. Um, but if I merge all those things together, management is a process of planning, decision, of planning, decision-making, organizing, leading, motivation, and controlling of resources, both human and capital, to effectively achieve a goal or objective. That is what uh, management is. So you're not just planning, it's a process of not just planning, you're also making decisions, leading, motivation, control resources. So if you're not, if you're not doing all those things, then when you get into a marriage and one person is mismanaging, for instance, if, the, if it's the husband and he's earning a lot of money, or he's not even earning that money, he's earning something, and he's not, he's not diverting it where he's supposed to be, you're mismanaging. Well, it's only a matter of time for the woman before the woman starts kicking off. Because it just means, don't forget that, for instance, from the good book as well, don't forget that the woman is there to help us. Supposed to, she's supposed to be an helpmate. Like, what is she helping you to become? If you're taking money and you're mismanaging it, is she supposed to help you to mismanage it more? Or to help you manage it better? Yeah. So you can reach a goal. So the fourth thing of a man is to identify that goal and then begin to bring those and then plan organize lead motivate so that we not effectively achieve a goal now if there is no goal then the money will be spent in any direction yeah yeah and if you're spending in any direction the woman is there going what are you doing and so that's where the problem starts or we see in instances where for instance, a woman could be, for instance, a, a spender and the man also is a saver. We have instances like that. In fact, but, um, we do know that opposites attract, right? And we know that some yes. guys are spenders, some are savers, right? Yes. So in that case as well, it's a, ma it's a matter of also managing those personalities into still achieving the same goal. You could, you could allow people to spend the money but at the end of the day, or allow people to save, but to what to what end? That's where the man comes in. The man should be able to lead in that respect. He should be able to motivate in that respect. Mm -hmm. And so leading is not, obviously, we're not talking bashing the person on the head, but we'll get into that um, later on. But the whole point is that you're motivating, you're leading, and you're channeling all those resources in achieving a goal. Now, if we don't have a goal, then 
mismanagement happens, happens. And don't don't be surprised that there's loads of divorces and fights because money is one of apart from sex money is also a, a, a big issue there yes so, and if there is mismanagement it's only a matter of time before things like that happen Thank, thank you very much for that. Thank you. And just like a follow-on on some of the things you said is, I think one of the things that, one of the issues that I think quite a few men, let me put it because, you know, some men has is budgeting, planning right. for money. Because so, you know, because when the money comes, there's always something. Because, quite, you know, most men, not all, but most men are spenders. There's, you know, there will always be one thing or the other to do, you know, you know, so how best can a man inculcate the habit of budgeting, of planning? Because it's very important. So, okay. so it, it goes back to what I meant by managing the game. So I think, I think the best thing to do for us to answer this question, I'm sure what I'm doing this, I'll probably touch on that again. Okay. So management again, for definition purposes, is planning, decision-making, organizing, leading, motivation, and control of resources to effectively achieve a goal or objective. So the first thing, the reason why a man will spend anyhow, for better lack of word, is because they had no goal. Mm. Forget what I said, yeah. your goal is also tied to your to your purpose. Yes. What is your purpose in life? Yeah. We are we are not all here. We all can't be here just to make money. There must be something else we're here for, right? It, it can't just be about money. It can't just be about go to work nine to five, work tirelessly, get the paycheck, and then do what? What? Buy cars? Buy shoes? Buy all those things? There must be something else. There must be because I, I can assure you, definitely I can assure you, the more you begin to earn, you begin to discover money is not all that. Honestly speaking, why? I mean, I, I read an interview with um, Warren Buffett, one of the richest, I don't know if you've heard of him, one of the richest guys in the world. And he was saying that one of the reasons why he divorced his wife, his wife is now dead, she died of cancer from, from a few years ago. But one of the reasons why she, they had a divorce in the 1980s or so, or thereabouts, was because a wife thought that the, all the money they've had in excess of all they needed, should be given out to help humanity. This is the richest man on earth, one of the richest men on earth. And he said, no, I am actually accumulated all these things for myself. And because of that ideology, because the, the woman had a lot of um, should, should I, what, NGOs, they separated. But after a while, after that, it's now about, it's now about 80, 90 years, or I think it's about in his 90s now, yeah. he now realized, huh, I've achieved all these things. I don't have a f my children are grown up. They are doing very well. Well, when I die, all this wealth will go to charities. Which tells you a lot. Which tells you also about um, about uh, what's his name, um, Bill Gates. The same thing. Yeah. He has loads of charities. They give away lots of money every year. So you get to a point. It's not about accumulating all the money anymore. It's about what is my purpose on life, and money is to get you to that purpose. Mm -hmm. So let's let's just unwind it. Let let us think a little bit more broader. Yeah. About what, what I mean. So 
the first thing you need to do is to have a goal in mind. What is what am I trying to achieve? Now, your your goal has got to be in 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 economics terms or in business terms. We call it smart. Some of us might have heard of smart, which is it got to be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. So, if I may throw that back to most people, do we even have that in mind? Do we have what we're trying to achieve? For instance, let me give you let me give you uh, uh, an example. Um, an example could be: I want to be financially independent as a family. You know, it could it could be a family vision, independent by 2030 and having 2.5 million assets. But not just that. What is the reason behind me being financially independent at that time and having that specific amount of things? You've got to think about the reason why you want that. Is it because you want to be, you want to spend more time with the family? Is it because you want to spend more time doing humanitarian work? Because we all cannot, it's 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 pointless working nine to five for the next 45 years of your life. And we're all living longer, which means we may even have to work even more than 45 years. That is assuming, obviously, you start work at 20. You know, most of us retire at 65, 67. So look at that time of time, length of time when we're working. Question is, what else can you do with your life that is special than just work? Because if you're only just working for, for money, they've not really understood what it's all about. Yeah. There is a purpose for your life. And so you have to have a goal. Your goal could be put into short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals. And all of those kind of intertwine in into each other. Yeah. Okay. So for instance, like I said before in my previous example, if if I want to be financially independent, um, I need to give it a time. There has to be a time frame. It could be by the age of 40, I want to be financially independent and then to do this so i want to be financially independent and you have to also have a number in mind because it's that number it could be i want to have like i said before 2.5 million assets i want to have i want to have 10 houses that can provide me with passive income you know i want to have this amount of money coming from my portfolio that's helping me with my thing so it has to be it has to be tied to your life life endeavor for instance let me give you my example my example is that i want to work at the uh, at a particular age i want to start working with ngos and help out with the humanitarian courses but i know that if i'm working nine to five i can't really focus on that yeah does that make sense yeah. so something's got to give um I, i'm right now doing that with my little cat money course i'm doing there and helping people with budgeting but i'll rather go full-time with it which is but for me to go full-time with it i don't also want to worry about money issues mm. So mm. Yeah. i do i begin to put some some goals in mind i need to reach some certain milestones so that i get to that point whereby the assets i have is able to help me fulfill my point i know i'm speaking above what the average man will be thinking because <laughs> the average man is not thinking that yeah. the average man is thinking let me get a good job and so I can feed my family, buy good stuff. But there is life after all of that stuff. Yes. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. My what I'm getting at is you have to have a vision. Yeah. 
and it is with that vision every other play stake, stakeholders in your life fall into place okay yeah. so apart from your goal that you want to achieve you also have to have a plan in place to achieve those goals so the planning is the process of thinking regarding the activities required to achieve that goal itself you've got to take time to sit and map out how am i going to achieve this goal i've set myself either the short-term ones the medium-term ones and long-term ones i don't know about yourself but if i may if i may before you bought a house wasn't that all you were thinking of yes it was <laughs> and yeah yeah sorry and i said you have to channel all resources to go into it right okay now that you bought the house yeah tell us moving on to the next because there will always be other things to achieve after that so they will, you know so it's like after you tick that off then there's another thing another goal to be achieved right so the point is that by the time you're trying to build that buy that house or yeah. build that house yeah. all you were thinking of and trying everything was towards that house right yes okay yes. but the question have you sat down to ask yourself why were you buying a house in the first place what was the goal yeah. what was the end game that's what I'm getting at. It's not just looking at the short term and the medium term. It's about why am I doing this? And after why you're doing this, then we begin to plan and think about the process. So for instance, if you're buying the house for, for financial independence, yeah. that makes sense. But if you just want to house your, your wife, you don't need to buy a house. house. Yeah, you can go rent. You could go rent. Yeah. Or you can buy if it's cheaper. Yeah. But if that is the goal, just to have somewhere to live then that's fine millions of people do that do that but yeah. the house is not the only option oh, yeah, but, the, but the point is that you're using you're having a, a goal in mind and that's so you are, and you're using a short-term and long-term goals to achieve those and then you're now start planning and thinking how and strategizing i'm going to get there the next stage obviously is to organize you organize systematically you organize your thoughts and you put them together for instance like i said if i am if i'm thinking of 2.5 million in assets what exactly does that mean does that entail having houses does that entail having a good job that will pay me 2.5 million i'm saying 2.5 million i know it's far but <laughs> trust me i'm just there, there are lots of people that are silent millionaires that are actually broken that 2.5 barrier them and never know about them not everybody is meant to be an elon musk uh sorry the, the, the guy you know tesla guy but everybody is meant to be a warren buffett so people are just silent millionaires that you will never know that they have this kind of stuff so um so what 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 as you plan and as you think you begin to put things into place and organize your thoughts systematically to get them so for instance if it's buying a house buy the house and then you move on like you've said move on to the next project move on to the next project but the whole point is that if your wife or your stake partners i.e stakeholders or your children and your wife see what you're trying to achieve then everybody kind of falls in place and that's how you manage everybody and the resources around you to get to that place for instance if you tell your wife hey darling by the next 30 years of our lives if we work together as a team this is what we're going to achieve she looks at it because you know what that's achievable and then everybody falls in place does that make sense so whatever you're earning you know you're putting towards reaching that goal 
But if you never had a, any goal in the first place, then don't don't be don't be dismayed that <laughs> everything is falling apart. Get anywhere. Sure, sure. Because if you if if there if you're leading nowhere, then everything is nowhere. So you have to there has to be there has to be a plan. There has to be goal plans and organizing everything and inspiring the stakeholders. Yeah inspiring your wife so whatever job she's having the 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 man really in the relationship or in the home uh, it's the leading part of it and it's it's about inspiring people it's about bringing them along on the journey so just identifying number one what the objective is and then inspiring those guys to 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 fall in place now when 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 you're trying to do that a leader what they do is that they 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 motivate the people so your job is not to bash people and say hey you have to fall in love because I'm your husband or you have to sit at home and do this or you have to go out there and earn money no it's about okay this is this is what we're trying to achieve as a family and as a unit as a team this is what we're trying to achieve and like i said that is also based on your life purpose it's got to be based on your life purpose because that's where you find fulfillment money will not fulfill you no matter how much money you have it will not fulfill but your purpose will so getting you to that purpose and then identifying each stakeholder in your family sorry i'm saying stakeholder because i'm business oriented so i'm so sorry but that's how i speak sometimes so your wife your children and everybody that's related to you I'm talking of the home now. Um you have to motivate them and you have to you also have to understand their own life purpose and how their life purpose integrates with yours. And so by fitting that and them seeing that vision, they ought to also have motivated so any money they earn, they understand it's not for them. Mm. It's for us. Yeah. All right? But as we're bringing that money for us, there's power in two people come together. The Bible says that two are better than one. One is able to chase a thousand and two, ten thousand. Mm-hmm. So when those, when we come together, there's power in unity. There's power in two people coming together or three people coming together. Like I told you about my parents, I just like my parents were working on their various businesses. I was also able, able as a child, I saw the vision, mm-hmm. what they were trying to build. And I fell in place and I helped the family. My siblings still came in place. So, for instance, I'll go and sit in the shop after school. I'll sell whatever business they're doing. I was intrinsic in what they were trying to build. They didn't have to motivate me and say, and bash my head on the head as a child. Go to that shop. Go and sit down. Make sure. No, no. I saw what they were building and inspired me. Though all those little, little things they thought they were they didn't, they didn't know I was seeing was who, who I now became today. All those little things I've learned from them became today. It's the same thing as my own child, for instance. You know, one of the books I, I gave her to read immediately she turned 16 was um, uh, a book by um, by Kawasaki. Um, yeah. Rich, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Dad. Yeah. That was one of the first books I gave her. Go and read about this. And because of that book, it motivated that she wrote a book of her own. She wrote a book of her own, self-published it on Amazon, and it's and it's generating income for her. So all these little things, and what again you can easily guess, one of the easiest, one of the favorite games we like to play in this house is what? 
monopoly. monopoly. Again, on my childhood, we teach them buy houses, buy assets. When you pass through gold and you collect your 200 pounds, the first, first thing you should do is buy land. When you come back again, you find another, buy a house. So you are inspiring them about what money is about. My child at the age of 16 right now, she has her own, obviously, bank account. She's managing her own money because now she's in sixth form. She's managing her own money. She's managing her, she has a budget and she's managing everything. All we do is just f from the sales of our book and from every other, like uh, the, the, the Pokemon we give her, she gets it. She divides herself where it ought to go. That's it. She's saving for her own money and our future. So you've got to. All those things is inspiring to become, inspired to become. And not only that, we bring them along in our thought processes. Why are we doing this? Mm. This is the reason why we're doing this. We are we're, we're doing this for this. For Let me give you a classic example of what I mean by helping kids and helping your spouse in certain things. For instance, where we live is in the village. Yeah. And we, um, so where we are there, there, when it's dark, there isn't a uh, we, we live around country lanes so it's very dark and there is a, by by two o'clock there is no more transport there's no more public transport so which means and um, before nine o'clock there is no tra public transport so which means and uh, my child has got to go to Cambridge my daughter's got to go to Goodbridge for for uh, A levels mm -hmm. but the problem is I so we have loads of options one is that I I take her every day to school and back now i can't because i work yeah. and her mom also may do that but she can't because she works so the question is okay take public transport where she can't take public transport so all these things we sat down as a family and we deliberated about it so you can't take public transport you can't take taxes because taxes is going to cost a lot of money so what should we do and then one of them that one of them that said well why can't she go on a bike okay that's a good option so what, we, what did we decide to do? We got a bike for her. So what she does now, she takes a bike, takes it all the way to the train station, boards the train and go to school. What has that done? That saved us at least 25 pounds a day. Mm. Mm. That's cost us, that's, that's saved us petrol money yeah. for taking her to school and back. All these things are because they're part of the decision making. They know how our thoughts, how we work, mm -hmm. our brain thinks, how we make decisions. Yeah. So that's how we inspire. Because when she, when she gets to up in life, she too. Sorry, I'm bringing. I know we're talking about money, but I'm just talking about the problem. Decision. Yeah, making it practical. Yeah, making it practical decision making. Why did you make that decision? Is it worthwhile? Are there other options? And you're thinking and planning and organizing and leading at the same time. They are bringing all those things into action. And by the time that you do, what you then do is that you now start controlling these resources and putting them into action. So not only that, the other thing to do about leading is that on each of your people that you're leading, you have to also do a SWOT analysis. Mm. No, we all know what a SWOT analysis is. It's your strength, your weaknesses, opportunities, and, and threats. Yeah. You look at those kind of stuff and go, what are, who is the money-making machine in this house okay this one is a money making machine where are your witnesses for and where are we leaking money you identify all this what are the opportunities can we go into business so that we bring in more money what are the threats you look at all those things and you're continuously assessing all the things with your 
partner or with your children. So the man there is basically you are you are inspiring, and 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 the way to be a man is not to bash people with it, not to command people, but to you also are living that life of responsibility. You're living a life of being responsible and and really managing the resources God has given you. When the woman sees that you are you are doing that, if she's a good woman, after a while she'll fall in line. If she's a godly woman, she will fall in. If she's a good woman and she sees that, you know, this guy, this guy is practical. This guy is responsible. Half the time, most times, they fall in line. It may take them a while, but they will fall in line. And they will fall in line with the vision. When they know that you have a vision and you're not going to sway from that vision, but you're also going to sell that vision to them. They will fall in line at some point. But when we don't have a vision, then there's nothing for them to work with. Mm. There's no fish, there's nothing for them to work with. There's, they can't help you when you don't know what you're doing. You're doing true, 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 sir. Right? So we have to have that inspiration. We have to find that place where we are thinking. And when we are thinking, we are sharing with our partners and going, This is what I'm thinking. What do you think about this? Does this make sense? You are sharing your heart. They're your best friend. Anyway, I believe if you're in a marriage, your spouse should be your best friend. It shouldn't be, I'm knocking them in the head. We are following me now that they do Um, anyway, so my key thoughts um uh understand your financial goal and that is linked to your purpose. If I'm just gonna summarize, um and understand that everyone is also different. Yes. What I need is there for what sachet you need. And um, it's a difference between what an oak tree needs mm. and what a plant needs. So sometimes you find some people, what you need to do is actually dig in deeper because what you're trying to build is great. Mm, yes, true, true. So you've got, to, you've got to find those resources. You've got to Go dig deeper. in all the way. And then, but a, a plant just needs quick fix. We can't be living like a quick fix stuff. Mm. As a woman, we, we can't. Because, our, like I said, our purpose is great. So you have to find that thing. Sometimes you have to go away, and it's okay if it doesn't seem as if it's, it's working. Just be aware that, just, just, just be rest assured that you're planning and, and, and you're planting something great. Something great doesn't come easy. Sure. Yes, it takes a while. But while it's taking that while, you see other people prospering. You see other people blossoming. Just stick to your plan stick to what you know that's where discipline comes into play that's when not following the Joneses come into play because you have a purpose for your life my purpose is different from your purpose yes. and so we need different resources to get to where we ought to where we want to be another one is to regularly carry out a SWOT analysis keep on assessing what's around you um the other one is, is also to budget i'm very 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 particular about budgeting because that's the way we manage the money uh we're receiving across you know that's how we can also i believe live frugally now being being frugal doesn't mean that you 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 it's fine exactly exactly um it just means that you're identifying that it's not everything you have to spend money on Mm -hmm. and there has to be a purpose for it yeah Am I making sense? There has to be a purpose while you're spending this money. No, no, not necessarily. Okay, and can you even spend it? Even if you're going to spend it, can you spend it effectively and efficiently? For instance, if I give you an example, um, I want to buy a car, 
there are loads of ways I can buy a car. And now I'm, I'm talking about living in the West now. Yeah. There, there are three probably different ways we can buy a car. You can buy a car through finance, you can buy a car through paying yeah. uh, through lease, or you can buy a car through paying your cash yeah. outrightly. Now, either way are good, but the question is, is it is, are they efficient for you as a family and what you're trying to achieve achieve yeah are they the, the most efficient you have to determine that i can't tell you that but you have to determine it now if i'm going to tell you what i would do i probably would buy my car outright yeah. and that's because <laughs> i understand the power of depreciation mm-hmm. and the power of compound interest and what compound interest yeah. can work for me these are all financial things I'm just talking about. But you, as a man, you've got to be aware of all those things. Yeah. Compound interest and what it does for you. Depreciation, what it does for you. A car that you took out, uh, that you bought on finance, let's say you bought it for £50,000. In five years' time, it probably will be less than half of the value of the car. You should understand that. Those are things you should know. Those are things, or if you don't know it, those are things you start learning about. Yeah. Am I making sense? Yeah. So living frugally is part of it and the other part is also get out of consumer debt debt is good in economics they taught us that debt is an instrument of wealth but you'd have to define what that debt is Mm. good debt there's there's difference between good debt and bad debt good debts are debts that you can use for instance if you borrow money to finance a business now that's a good debt or you borrow money to buy an asset that's a good debt but borrowing for consumer needs is not the way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, temporarily is fine, but on the long run, it's not it's not the best thing. So, I, I, I there's a concept in the economic in finance we call the 70 to 20 70 20 10 rule, which is you live in the 70 percent. I all your all your basic expenses are in the 70 percent bracket. I of your of your income then 20% you invest, or what we call pay yourself. You hear some people say pay yourself first. That is 20% you invest. And then 10% is your, is your uh, you give out 10%. It's also good to give. And there's, 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 there's great joy in giving. And so those are one of those, my, my key thoughts I think about when I talk about finances. Um, I know I'm waffling on, and I know you ask this, particular question but i'll get to that question but i just wanted to give give all my key thoughts first yeah. before yeah. I yeah. um the other thing is also to build emergency funds most of us do not have emergency funds and so when life happens there's nothing to fall back on so as a man you need to make sure that your family are well looked after at least you should have in, a, in your in as an emergency form a uh, fund a three to six months worth of uh, monthly expenses. Yeah. Does that make sense? So if you lose your job, you know at least you guys can survive for three to six months before the next job comes along. And there will be no, there will be, your, your, your finances won't be impacted in any way, shape or form. Most of us don't have a, again, because we don't have a purpose. We don't have a vision. If you have a vision, you know that if there is no money, either you go into debts, and we over, we've already talked about consumer debt. It's not the best thing for you. So what do you do? You have a you have an emergency fund. Now I understand. Most people might be looking at me and going, "What's this guy talking about? I don't even have food to eat." Talk like you are talking about <laughs> <laughs> about stuff like that. But these are the things you have to kind of build into 
your finances. If you're talking finances, those are the things, because those are the things that take away from our finances. Those are the things that stops us from building wealth. Okay? It's because we don't have, we don't invest or we don't have emergency funds. Then we also have to learn very critically the difference between assets and liabilities. Mm. Some of us think as liabilities are assets and vice versa. Now, on a, on, a, on a plain level, assets are anything that bring money your way. If it's not bringing money into you, it's a liability. Because yeah. by definition, a liability takes money from you. So liability is cash outflow. Asset is cash inflow. So we have to look at that as well. And that's what I meant by saying, I want to build an asset of 2.5 million. I want to build an asset of 3 million. I want to build an asset of half a million. You, you know, these are, these are things we need to bring. Some people think I may be controversial, right? But probably you may, may talk about it. Your personal house is not an asset by definition. And we may talk about this if, it, if it's confusing or it's very controversial. And I understand lots of people will have a problem with it. But on a, on a, on a simple level, we are both accountants, Mr. Shea. So yeah. we understand what assets and liabilities are. Yeah. However, we also understand that they taught us in accounts. They said every debit entry must have what? A corresponding credit a entry. A corresponding credit entry. So if you buy your house on credit, it's somebody else's asset because mm-hmm. they don't give you the money to buy. The day you decide not to pay their credit, yeah. pay the mortgage, then you will know who owns the asset. <laughs> <laughs> does that make sense? Yes, it does. Does that make sense? Yes. Because every time when you borrow a mortgage, you have to pay back the principal and the interest. And the interest, yeah. But until you finish paying it, it it's mean. a liability to yeah. you. Yeah, it's not yours. It's not yours. Yeah. Saying that though, the house is a potential asset. It's a potential asset you can use. But is it an asset asset? Not yet. Now, there's a difference between a buy to let buy to the property mm. and in your property yeah. the buy to the property is bringing money into your account every month whereas your personal property is taking money away from you and when it's taking money away from you like i said money asset brings money into your into your hands right so which means to the bank it's an asset to yeah. you it's a liability yeah so that's what i'm saying different ways to think about money and when you start beginning to pick up on those little little things you begin to make better decisions on how you want that money to flow and how you want it to flow to you does that make sense so understanding of the getting financial education and things like that and um, and also one of the other thoughts i'm also thinking of is using insurances when you should use insurance every man must have a life insurance it is non-negotiable every man must have a life insurance so you make sure that you have a life insurance so that in case we know we don't like talking about it mm. but in case something yeah. happens to you yeah. you know your 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 family are looked yeah. after yeah. And, and and continue life like you would want them to so life insurance is if you have dependents is critical you must have that end of story there's no way other way about that. And, and then also having insurances for different safety nets. You know, we have content insurance, travel insurance, critical health insurance. Yeah. All those things are helpful just in case 
things happen to you. Um, those are just my thoughts about, or and also writing a will is also critical that we have a will. We, especially as Africans, we know situations where families just come and go. Eh, that's our son's house. Eh, that's our this. You know. So writing a will ensures that you're dependent. And all these little, little things are what our wives sometimes look at. That do you take me seriously? Do you actually want me enough? But when we just everything is my family will take care, my mother will come, my father will come, then she she too will start trying to build. I heard stories of women trying to build their own assets away from their husband. Why? Because they don't have confidence in what the husband is trying to do for them, the us. Does that make sense? Yeah, so those are the little thoughts I've had. I know it's not what we're talking about, but yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. So finally, we're going to be ra- you know, wrapping up this episode, and I'm sure our listeners have really been blessed by this. I just want you to talk about you know the correlation between you know home leadership and finance, and you know and and money. You know because men sometimes some men things or because I provide in the house then. Um, you know, I have the rights. I have, you know, nobody, you know, so I have the final say and all of that. So, what's the correlation and how do we balance it? Then we we'll wrap. I think that that particular, I do not subscribe to that particular train of thought. Um, mainly because I'm speaking from experience now, probably because of yeah. my, my, uh, how I was brought up and things like that. Number one, I have two girls. Yeah. And I'm raising them up to be independent. Yeah. And think for themselves. Now, the man that must marry them must also have something up there. Uh. I'm not gonna we are not gonna send them to universities just to just to sit down. Am I making sense? Yes. So most modern women nowadays are educated people. So they true. have the power and the ability to earn. Yeah. Yeah. And so they can live independent of men. Now it takes a particular kind of man to understand the power they have yeah. and what they can bring to the table. Yeah. It's your job to now inspire that, to inspire the us, the team. So a man that just goes around going, because I'm bringing much more to the table. Actually, I don't think now a Yes, there's there's the wage disparity. Absolutely, hundred percent. There's still wage disparity between between men and women. I'm talking now of the West. I'm not even talking. I'm talking now we're in the West. Yeah. Um, so UK, Europe, and America, and the rest. Not all women work. That is true. But we also sorry, I'm I'm babbling on, but I also need to also address this because women don't work doesn't mean they're not doing a fantastic work, especially if they have children. And we men need to understand that that because they're not working doesn't mean they're not working because your children really are the uh, are the futures of tomorrow yeah and if they're dedicating their, their time to serve your kids i think you should recognize that yeah, i think you should you should treat them the way they ought to be treated sure, which sir. is sure. as as your as somebody on board that is that is actually doing you a favor really yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Right, it should be dignified. It should be dig- it's a dignified, uh, it's a dignified job. Yeah. Not everybody can raise a child that will become somebody in future. It takes dedication, and we may need to recognize that. Yeah. 
So when you, so as they're doing that, raising the next future, and you are the only, let us, I'm, I'm assuming you're the only one bringing in the money, she recognizes it's not just for you. And you cannot lord it over her, but recognize that she's doing a fantastic job, not a paid job, but a fantastic job. And you should share what you have. It's a team effort. Because easily, you two can, if she is working full time, you two, well, that's controversial. Most men will not want to <laughs> stay at home. But, you know, men like me, I'm not ashamed to say I can stay home and look after my kids because, again, I understand it's a team effort. Yeah. So, so it should be that way that, and sometimes we lose our jobs as men. So if you lose your job as a man and you cannot earn any money and you've been loading it over her, what do you think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Like literally. Yeah. If, if our self-worth is in what we can bring home, the bacon we can bring home. Well, if the bacon is no, no longer coming, then who are you then? Mm-hmm. How useful are you? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So finances, it, it, that's why I said at the beginning, it's, it's not the be and all. It's one off and it's not the most important. It helps. But once you cultivate in the family that team thing, it transcends because even if, I'm telling you, a good wife will stay with the man even if he doesn't have anything. True. true Especially true. if he knows that he's trying his best to get up his feet. Because she knows I can help you. I can. You hear lots of women say I'll stay with a man, you know, without money. But you won't hear a lot of men say that if the tables were turned around. Yeah. Because we find our intrinsic value in what we can bring in, which is there's nothing wrong with that because that's the way the competitive world is nowadays. It is how much we can earn, and that's how we can we can compete with our fellow men, yeah. with our yeah. fellow men. But don't forget this time we're talking about in the family. So we're not we're not talking about what you, Mr. Shei, is doing in the in the business world and what me I'm doing in the business world anymore. So we're not competing based on how much we're earning. But this is okay, if I'm earning, it's for my family, yes. for me, my wife, for us to become. So there should be no sense of I don't think men should be entitled in that sense of I'm gonna be loading over you, but rather it should be this is for the family and and, and let the family enjoy the fruit of your labor. Let them enjoy. Are you to enjoy them as well? Don't walk yourself to the ground. Because we find loads of men walking themselves to the ground. And the funniest thing is this is the this is the most strength. This is the strategy of life. You walk yourself to the ground, you die. I, I've had friends in the past that actually committed suicide. Actually I know about two wow. that committed suicide over this particular issue. Wow. And then when you look at their wives They've gone on to remarry. <laughs> you know, so we need to be, we need to enjoy and be content with God has given to us. The money is given to us. The relationships is given to us. We need to be content and use that to, to build everybody of your wife, your children, everybody you build up. There's no need, there should be no reason why we should we should use that and lord it over our, our, our wives. Knowing fully, fully well that at some point she too will be in a position, especially in the in Europe, mm. she too will be in a position to earn money and she can look after herself. And if I may add, if I may add, the government is a would would help them. The government in this country 
would help them before they help a man. Fact. Yeah. Yeah. The government in this country are the husbands to those women, and the, the, those those gov- the the husbands, i.e., the government doesn't complain. Yeah. If they want a house tomorrow, they divorce you. They want a house tomorrow. The government will put up with them. They'll give them house pay. They'll give them house benefit. They give them tax credits. Sorry, I'm mentioning all this, but that's reality. Reality is that there is no need to do all that stuff yeah. because our women are there to be looked after, but they're also doing an intrinsic job and an important job in our houses as well. And I think if we have the team effort thing going on, there should be no reason for for that kind of mind behavior of, or oh, I'm earning the bacon and so you should do whatever I want. And, and because I'm a Christian as well, there's that thing of the woman being the weaker vessel. Weaker vessel not in terms of she's she's second class, yeah. but the fact that she's a, she's, she's a gentle flower that needs to be nurtured and looked yeah. after. Yeah. All right? It will break my heart if, as a father, my children are not, my ladies are not being looked after. I, <laughs> I know what I will do as a father. Yeah. Talk less of my wife. I've got to look after her. I've got to make sure that she's good. Thank you so very much, sir. Thank you. I'm sure our listeners have been blessed, you know, with how you know, with how you know how you've taken us through, you know, this journey of you know managing money. Thank you very much. The definition of, of management and, and all of the tips you gave us. Thank you so much. So finally, how can you know our listeners get in touch with you? You know what you know i'm sure you know where can they get you and what cause you know you mentioned the cap money because i they want to enroll what can they and how can they get in you know quickly so. um i am i'm not much of a social media person okay. um, yeah <laughs> um and that's the reason why because i i am focused on what i need to achieve in life so half the time social media is a distraction to me but if you must if you must get in touch with me you can get in touch straight to Mr. Olushe, Mr. Yeah. Shelly, yeah. and he can send details, or you can email me at um, toxkoi at gmail.com. So it's T O X K O Y I at gmail.com. Um, you can you can email me directly, and then, and I would I, I'm happy I'll be happy to hear from you. All right, thank you very much. And what about the cap monikos? The cap monikos is the same thing, so you have to contact okay. me. Yes, so I can set you up on the cap monikos. But the cap monikos, if if you don't know what cap monikos is, it's about um, using, um, giving you tools, so i.e. budgetary tools to help you manage your personal finances. So you in in that course, we teach you how to how to build your budget yeah. and then stay within your. Your, your your means and that's how you can then start building all these things i talked about like emergency funds that's how you start having enough money to start investing we need to start investing as men we need to get assets into our belt we need to understand assets please whatever you do get financial education we need financial education as men so that we can try to our children as well because it's 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 not just about earning it's about what that money can then do for us does that make sense? And how we fit into our life purpose. So it's not just okay. I'm earning hundred thousand, and what are you doing with that hundred thousand? Is are you are you are you using it for something else? Or I'm earning twenty five thousand. Okay, so you're earning twenty five thousand. What can you do to do? I, I remember when I first bought my house, I was not even earning up to twenty five thousand. But but by creative ways, 
we find ways to, to build assets. So please read books about, about finance. Um, get yourself out of debt. Do a budget. Um, and also, uh, uh, you know, understand the tax rules. I must quickly put that in before we close. I'm sorry I'm rambling on, but I'm really particular about, for instance, do you know, for instance, by just renting out a room in your house, you can get 7500 for free. People don't know these things. Okay? So get yourself, you know, use the tax rules to advantage. Uh, the, the rich call it tax avoidance. avoidance. Not, not tax evasion, but tax avoidance. Yeah. You know, understand pension rules. You know, some of us now, I'm going to speak directly to those that are jackpying at the moment. Jackpying is basically meaning people that are just coming in. Yes. Understand the pension rules. For instance, there's a new pension rule that just came in, in place that you have to work for 35 years before you can get state pension. And most of us don't know these things because we are living older. The question is, how are we going to look after ourselves beyond 65, beyond 77? So all these things we need to to look at uh, you know your pension rules tax avoidance things you can use and to enable your life so yes to answer your question you can email me on talkscoy at gmail.com or get straight to mr shea and he, he would he would direct it to me no problem at all thank you very much to, for you know for, for 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 being a wonderful guest thank you i'm sure our listeners have been blessed and they've they've learned so much you know and so much that they can make use of and you know and get better and and be better managers of their finances thank you so much really appreciate you for coming and 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 we say god bless you real god so that is the end of this episode and for you you know for you to you know just stay tuned as we bring you more guests that you know and and look into more other topics that pertain to us as men so that we can be total you know, a total man as God has created us and as God wants us to be. Thank you very much for listening. And in all that you do, keep winning. Till we, you know, till you hear from me again in the next episode, keep winning. God bless you. Take care. Thanks for joining this week's episode of the Total Man Podcast. You can check me out on Instagram and Facebook at Oluwaseyi Akinshola. As always, kindly rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so that you can catch new episodes when they are released so that we can continue to bring you fresh and exciting content. Thank you.